Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1 Sinead Brazel on LMFM No doubt, don't speak, kicking us off this Tuesday morning. Good morning, Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. Hope you're keeping well. I can say... WhatsApp and text lines are open. Yeah. 86 658 There was a bit of a panic this morning with WhatsApp, uh, but it is back in service after the widespread outage. And apparently this was a worldwide thing. It wasn't just kind of here in Ireland. And it happened this morning. I just thought my husband was ignoring me as usual <laughs> as I sent off a message. And, you know, it just it's just goes to show how much we're dependent on something. Um, but I use WhatsApp all the time. I hardly ever use text. And I was kind of stumbling around the phone icons going, where is the actual app for the texting? Uh, so there you go. I had to actually search that out. And it seemed a bit clunkier. It seemed slightly old fashioned. I don't know. Maybe because I'm just so used to the WhatsApp. Uh, and I, I, the WhatsApp voice notes are the best thing ever as well. You can just, you know ramble off there and hold it down and away you go and it's just brilliant and it just brought me back to sort of olden times the olden times this morning uh, that I say uh, when I was using the Nokia 3210 that was the phone that everybody wanted and to be honest with you sometimes I wish that that was back in my life it was a great little invention the Nokia 3210 Uh, and if you had no credit you could send your friend a call me message and they'd know they'd be like oh she's no credit again and uh also, I remember on every message you had to write WB for write back because you just couldn't tell whether they had read the message or not. <laughs> not like WhatsApp, you know, when you see the, the blue ticks, you're like, she's seen it. She has seen that message and she's not replying to me yet. You know what I mean? This is what we go through when we're, we're, <laughs> when we're using WhatsApp. But it is back after it's outage this morning. Uh, and people, of course, were complaining because we couldn't do without it. But, uh, you know, uh, they now are back in action. So you can WhatsApp me right now, 0861800658. There's a couple trickling in uh, in the last little while. I'd say probably they could have been messages that were sent earlier on for people. Uh, you know, there's a water outage apparently in Balmascanlan. There you go. That was that was sent earlier on. Uh, that's coming in now. Thank you for that. Uh, and messages for Ken Murray that he has not seen. So, you know, it's slowly but surely we're getting the communication lines back open. But the text, as always, the old reliable text is available as well on 086 658. Now, you're going to need the text number and the WhatsApp number because I have a nice little... Nice little competition this morning. It's uh, in conjunction with Grace Tierney being back with us for Word Foolery. If you're looking for a new book to read, I've got two up for grabs. I'm going to tell you all about that very, very shortly. But first, back to the music. Take that, rule the world on LMFM's 11 to 1. Every single time I play that song, regular listener Mina in Cal's will message in. I know it's her favourite song. I'm delighted that she's messaged. I wait for it. I almost wait for the message now at this stage. Delighted to have you tuned in this morning, Mina. Hope you're keeping well. Now, I do have 
some lovely books up for grabs, okay? The one is called The Perfect Festive Read, okay? That's the description of it. The other one is Black Swan Meets Sweet Sorrow in This Dark and Thrilling Tale of Obsession, okay? So that one's called The Truth Will Out by Rosemary Hennigan. And the other one, The Festive Read, is The Keepsake Quilters. It's uh, Felicity Hayes McCoy. I'm going to give these books away on the show today. It's all in association with Word Fillery. I'm going to tell you how you can get your hands on the books after these. 11 to 1. I have a nice competition this morning. It's all with thanks, I'm going to say, <laughs> to Grace Tierney for coming back on the show for Word Foolery. Now, if you're new to Word Foolery, essentially, author Grace Tierney brings us the weird, wacky and wonderful stories around the origins of words, OK? And this month, we have a mystery word. She always gives us a mystery word. And really, the, the only rule with this is that you just don't Google Okay, it's just for cr- the bit of crack. Okay, so she gives us a strange sounding word. We need you to guess the meaning of the word without Googling. And I have two books up for grabs. I'll tell you about the books in a second. But our word is mully grubs. I know. What, what is that? M-U-L-L-I-G-R-U-B-S. Mully grubs. What is that? It sounds like something that you'd find in Harry Potter. Watch out or the mully grubs will get you. Or something. Or is it just like, you know, an insult? Would you call somebody a mully grub? I don't know. I have no clue what this means. I haven't Googled. We will know, by the way, if you cheat and Google. Essentially, the goal with this is to come up with the daftest explanation or meaning behind this word. Okay, and if you can do that, I have two great grip books up for grabs for you. Uh, it's called The Treat Will Out. That's one of them. Uh, by Rosemary Hennigan. This is a kind of a gripping thriller. Centres on Dara Gaffney, uh, fresh out of drama school when she lands the leading role in the revival of Ava de Lacey's hugely successful yet controversial play. It's based on a true story of the death of Killian Butler and many claim that Ava had an ulterior motive when she penned it because Killian's death is a mystery still. So a media storm is building around this and, and Dara is at the centre of it. The Keepsake Quilters, on the other hand, is the perfect festive read. It centres on TV producer Penny. Uh, She knows exactly what her future looks like until an unexpected pregnancy forces her to rethink everything, especially the relationship with the baby's father. So there's all that going on in the Keepsake Quilters. Okay, they're both up for grabs. But I need you to tell me, what is Mullygrubs? What does Mullygrubs mean? M-U-L-L-I-G-R-U-B-S. The most funniest description will get these books. The daftest thing that you can think of. 086-1800-658. Lewis Capaldi, forget me, I'm loving that one on LMFM's 11 to 1. I'm loving the messages coming in on 086-1800-658. Do you know what? You never disappoint me. Every word foolery, I'm like, oh, maybe it's a bit tough. Maybe they just won't be into it. But you never disappoint me. We're talking about mully grubs. What on earth is a mully grub, I ask? I don't know. It's the mystery word from Grace Tierney this month. There's two great books up for grabs. We're asking you to just guess. The most, you know, unusual, craziest meaning for this word will get the books. Uh, Kate and Carrick McCross just says earwigs. Interesting. A mully grub. Yes, I'm thinking kind of like creature. Wendy in Rowan Heights has a very different idea. She says, I think it could be someone that's kind of mulling in, you know, getting into the work. Even other people's, they're probably not getting it done right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Mulling in, get stuck in there now. All biz, but actually not being very productive. I love that. Uh, Yvonne also says, I think it's a money grabber. Oh, a, mo- a little money grabber, yeah. Yes. Okay. That's also very interesting. Katrina says, it sounds like bait that you might use for fishing. Yes, I see where you're going here with the grub. That kind of was my vein of thinking as well. Is it sort of that? Is it like to do with fishing? What is it? We don't know. All will be revealed later on with Grace. But for now, we're guessing. If you think you know, without Googling, there's two books up for grabs. Mully Grub. M-U-L-L-I. Grub. What does that mean? 086-1800-658. Boomtown Rats singing about Monday on a Tuesday on 11 to 1. It's Tuesday, don't worry. It's not Monday. 
I'm laughing here at all of the messages. I'm loving the meanings that you're coming up with for Molly Grubbs. We will get back to them very, very shortly. But down to serious business now, because what if I told you that by making a few simple changes around your home, your house could be number one warmer and your pocket fuller? in time for winter. We are going to get some energy saving tips to make your house warmer this winter. We're going to be joined by James Egan. He's from thegascompany.ie. We're going to join him after these. 11 to 1. Now what if I told you that by making a few simple changes around your home, your house could be number one warmer and your pocket fuller this winter. Well, with the cost of living escalating, we could all do with some money saving advice. And my first guest has a number of great solutions that will help you stay warm this winter and save at the same time. And a lot of these changes can be done within 24 hours. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by James Egan. He's from gascompany.ie. How are you getting on, James? Good, how are you, Sinead? I'm great, I'm great. Now, you know, when you do hear people not switching their heating on, buying extra blankets, wearing extra jumpers to keep warm, that's worrying. Like, there has to be a better way for people to stay warm this winter. Yeah, I think the the idea is just to do a bit of planning and a bit of research. Um, you know, I mean, uh, people, I think, just if they educate themselves a little bit more, it'll give them more choices in, in, in you know, how to keep warm this winter. And also help them with the bills. Um, I mean, one of the things that uh, people would not be aware of is that um, gas and electricity is measured in kilowatt hours. So one kilowatt hour is one bar of an electric fire, one of the old electric fires. Yeah. Um, and the cost of that that kilowatt in electricity is 37 cents. That's the best price that I can guess the other day, um, looking at the different suppliers. But the price of a gas kilowatt is twelve cents, so it's worth wow. the cost um, to use gas than it is to use electricity at the moment. Wow, there's okay, so it's significantly lower there. Okay. Oh yeah, there's there's a huge difference. Yeah, and you know a lot of people now would be thinking along the lines of, I'll go and buy a couple of electric heaters. You know, when you yes, can, but you know two two kilowatt electric heaters in your house is going to cost you the same as turning on your natural gas boiler, and. Um, so it's just to be conscious of these things. Another thing that people can do right now is that they can learn how to use the existing heating controls in their home. You know, look at the heating control model that you have, go onto YouTube and find out how it works. Um, the majority of people don't know how it works. Well, you're, you're talking to one of them, not a notion. Well, I have one of those ones, all... you know, the you know the hub thing. The, it's like a black oh, hub, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah. literally hit it on Exactly, that's what people do and it's probably up full and the the hub is basically a room thermostat I mean it does more than that but it's a room thermostat and uh, you know the the correct temperature for a room thermostat is 21 degrees for the and the idea of that is that when the room reaches 21 degrees that it turns your heating off and Mm. it allows the room to cool down a little bit and when it cools down a little bit then it comes back on again and so you're not overheating the rooms in your home. And because if you're overheating the rooms in your home, you're paying for that. And it's heat that you don't need. Um, so this I mean, is, this is you know, you mentioned yeah. thermostat. And this is one mm. thing that will cause wars in, in houses, people fiddling yeah. with them and that kind of thing. Uh, so Absolutely. talk to me about this. So I have one now. I do have a thermostat at the top of the stairs near where the... Uh, hot press would be and it's kind of at that 21 mark all right now that you're saying it to me so that's kind of I need to leave it alone now leave it at that yeah you leave it alone and let it do its own job now for bedrooms the temperature is 18 degrees so if you're having stairs you could turn it down to 18 they say the difference between 21 and 20 is 10% that's saving on it wow Uh, yeah another thing that people are not conscious of is the thermostat under a boiler uh, particularly if you've got a newer condensing boiler, which is any boiler that's been installed in the last 10 years, the majority of those will be condensing. And there's no need for your boiler thermostat to be up full right now. Um, I actually, you know, funny enough, I've one of those, you know, the, the is it the combi one, the one that gives you the combi, instant hot yeah. water? Uh, yeah, it so it's at, it is actually permanently on eco mode. It's actually left on that. Okay, so the eco mode is for the water. Yes. Um, but this is actually for your central heating. There'll be a thermostat on it for your central heating as well. Okay. And at this time of the year, that doesn't need to be up full. It needs to be up full on the coldest of days when there's snow outside. But if you turn that down to a lower setting, you will save substantially on, on, on your fuel bills. 
Okay, so everyone yeah. needs to go out and do that now. And, and it's, yeah. it's clearly marked on it, is it? On the newer ones yeah, you're saying, I mean, in the last 10 years, kind of... It, it depends on 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 them on the models. There's different makes and models, but most thermostats would either be, you know, a graded thing, or they'd be one to five. And you know, you can turn around and basically what it'll do is it'll reduce the temperature of your radiators. But you know, you're not having to overheat the house again. It will gradually heat the house. Uh, okay. You know, and reduce the temperature in water a little bit as well, but but not not too much. Um, another simple idea that people can do is a chimney balloon. So if you've unused chimneys in your home, uh, what what would be happening is, is that you would be heating air in that room mm-hmm. and the air would be travelling up the chimney. And they say that that air change will happen maybe five to six times per hour. Oh, right, okay. So if you install a chimney balloon, which you can buy in your local hardware for 15 to 20 euro, can be installed by yourself, very simple to do. That will reduce that air change to maybe one or two times per hour. Okay, and so that's and as you say, simple enough to to find it first of all do, and yeah. get it and get it installed yeah, yourself. You, you don't need to call any, anyone. Any good hardware, you get it. You get it online. Fifteen to twenty euro. Little warning notice drops down out of it. It's only tiny little thing, so you know it's there. Yeah. And in the event of somebody lighting a fire by accident, maybe somebody visiting the home and doesn't realise it's there, it just disintegrates. Okay. And you shouldn't use the rags or anything like that. And, push them up the chimney, that can be very dangerous. Um, the chimney balloon is specially designed for it. For that. And, yeah. you know, we were talking as well about, about thermostats as well. You know, the, another thing that people can do is these thermostatic valves. We have some of these on the radiators. And I have to say, these are brilliant because you can you can turn, you can just have one room. If you do, Say if you're in that room and uh, you want that room to be heated, that can go up to, say, I think they go up to five or something. Uh, and the rest of the house doesn't need to actually be on at all if you're not in that room. It's a great one, isn't it? Yeah, the thermostatic radiator valves are really, really good. They're they're simple, they're reliable, they're very easy to turn on and off. And again, people don't realise how they work and just, you know, they don't put the time into it. So number three would be your living room temperature of 21 degrees and number okay. two would be your bedroom temperature. And they work off the air temperature in the room. They don't work off the temperature of the radiator. So again, you're, you're designed to be set and left alone. And the radiator will come on and off as the room cools and heats. And again, it'll save you money and not overheat your room. And if people don't have them, I think probably about 40, 50% of people at this stage would have them. Yeah. Um, but generally, just leave them up full. And that's not what, what they're designed to do. You set them, you leave them alone. And if you don't have them, they're very reasonable to get installed relative to the payback. I mean, you get them installed in a few hours. An entire home could, could be installed for maybe four to 500 euro. They only cost about 15 to 20 euro each, but then obviously you have to pay, pay a local plumber to install them. Yeah. And they're really a no-brainer. Every every house should have those, and they're very easy to use. And even in the rooms where you're not using and you have them turned off, they're actually not completely off. They have, like, an anti-mold setting on them. So if oh, the room goes good. below the set temperature, they will just come on for a short period of time and stop uh, dampness on mould. That's, that's really clever. I didn't realise yeah. that, actually. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of brings me into, because that can be an issue for people, and uh, particularly what I notice, even though we do have these on the on the radiators, what I notice is upstairs, uh, particularly our little box room, even though, you know, it probably should be warmer, I find that it's very uh, cold, that room. That's where the, the little guy sleeps as well. So there's things that we can do, though, to the windows. It could be a window issue. Yeah, so most box rooms would be um, like they'd have two outside walls um, and that's the reason why they tend to be colder because, you know, those outside walls would escape heat faster than if it was an internal wall. Um, so the window film is a very simple idea. Um, my my sister-in-law who lives in Canada, they use these, they, they go down to minus 30 there. They, when the, when the winter is coming, they just put them on all windows. Um, and air is a really good insulator. Um, so if you realise that, that's the concept of where you're coming from here. Yeah. Um, and particularly if you've got old drafty windows, if, if they're modern, you know, um, triple glazing, it's a different story. But if you've got older drafty windows, um, they're great. You get them on the internet easier, you know, because they're not as popular here as, as, as maybe the chimney balloons would be. Um, and it's just a simple film that you stick around the window. It all comes in the kit. And then you use a hairdryer and it shrinks up and forms mm. a seal and you just basically leave them there for the winter months and then it's very easy to take them off and throw them out uh, and get a new one then the following year. 
that and, and again foolproof like uh, idiot proof I could do this yeah. myself absolutely uh, so that's a great one yeah. not rocket science you know just people are not aware of these simple things yeah um, another thing that people should think of is high efficiency gas fires yes so years ago we had fires that um, were very inefficient and they were just decorative fires they were yeah. just uh, for the purpose of, of creating a flame we have is we have high efficiency gas fires which are up to 90% efficient and because gas is so cheap well it's not so cheap but it is relatively cheap to other fuels at 12 cents a kilowatt and um, you know one of these fires will heat your, your average living room very comfortably for less than 50 cents per hour and um, okay. you know so uh, the idea is that years ago this is what our parents used to do that you would heat your living rooms you know for six to eight hours a day during the winter when it's cold and it's necessary to have heating on most of the time. And then you would just turn on the heating in the rest of the house, maybe for an hour or two in the evening before you go to go to bed, that type of thing. Um, and these are really effective fires. So, uh, you know, by, by simply doing that, you know, you can probably half your, your heating bills, you know. Wow. So you heat your living room, you know, six to eight hours a day with, with a high efficiency fire. And then you turn on your heating uh, for one or two hours per day. Uh, I've done it in my own house and it's very effective and creates a focal point in the room and a cosy atmosphere. Well, this is the thing. People people love this. And I, I, what yeah. about the wood, you know, the wood burn uh, stoves? That's that's the one that I have. Uh, would that be a no-no then? No, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a no-no. It's down to um, the cost of your fuel as well. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, the, the, the SCAI, who are the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, they, they publish uh, regularly, you know, the cost of fuels. So, you know, on an open fire, for example, going back to the kilowatt measurement, uh, they, they say that, and this was in July, it's probably gone up since because they don't do it every month. So coal per kilowatt on an open fire would be 43 cents and wood would be 70 cents per nice. kilowatt hour. But if you're if you're dealing with a closed, you know, one of these modern stoves. Yeah, it's the it's the closed one. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the type of wood that you use as well. You know, you should really use hardwood. Yeah, it needs uh, to be kind yeah. of. Uh, there's a, I, I was told all right by the, the the installer and the the guy that came to clean the chimney to use like a particularly kind of um, almost kind of treated wood. Like it's it is it is yeah, a bit more yeah. expensive, but um, in the long it's run, it's burning longer for you and it's better as well yeah. environment wise. Yeah. 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 And uh, the, that's the other thing about uh, gas as well. I mean, it seems to be that it's got out there that it's not good for the environment, but that's not true. SEI in 2001 published a report saying that there's 31% less CO2 emissions from natural gas than there is from electricity. Wow. Because okay. over 50% of, of electricity is produced by gas and it has to go through the distribution network and everything else, you know. Um, we haven't reached the stage where all our electricity is generated by wind and by sun and, and yeah. that's not going to be feasible, uh, you know, because we always have to have a backup. Um, and and, and just, just getting to, because we're, we're, I'm, I'm conscious of the time here, there's a couple of, you've yeah. got some great tips here, uh, fantastic ones for people. Uh, the one that people, I know people know this, but it's a good idea to kind of uh, reinforce this one. The things that are sucking and draining the life out of uh, power uh, is the, the likes of the clothes dryer and the shower, James. Yeah, I mean, the big one, I mean, your heating is obviously the, the main uh, use of power in your home. The next uh, one is the dryer, the clothes dryer. Now, you know, obviously it's nice, not better um, to, to dry your, your clothes outside of the dryer. Um, and obviously it's going to be cheaper. But you do have to bear in mind as well, drying wet clothes in, in a home, um, you know, can produce dampness and so on, particularly in apartments and stuff like that. Um, so obviously the best thing to do is to dry them naturally outside if you do uh, dry them in your home just make sure you don't block any vents this time of the year people will go and start blocking vents and the problem with blocking vents is people need air to breathe and we also need to get rid of that excess moisture in in our homes from drying clothes and from from cooking and so on and if, if you block up those vents you're going to have issues with that 
Um, great, great tips. Yeah. Uh, great, uh, fantastic advice, yeah, James. I, uh, there's lots in there for people. If people want more information uh, about yourselves yeah. and what to do, they can go on to the website. You can go on to gascompany.ie. We have all the, we do electric uh, uh, fires as well. We have all the gas stoves there, all the high efficiency ones. We have stoves, we have uh, hole in the wall fires and we have fires that fit into um to uh, a, 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 a normal opening, a normal fireplace and so on. Fantastic. James, thank you yeah. so, so much for joining us with all of that great money saving and energy saving advice. You're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks a million. If you want more information, gascompany.ie. There's a lot there. There's a lot there that we've gone through with James, but even some of the simple things that he has suggested, like turning the thermostat down uh, and things like that and putting these thermostats uh, uh, valves on the radiators, all great tips for saving money. Now, I'm uh, going to take a quick break and after that, we're going back in time. 11 to 1. We are celebrating the humble crisp sandwich today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day in 1978, Halloween, directed by John Carpenter, starring Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis in her film debut, was released. And today is Crisp Sandwich Day. Crisp Sandwich Day was, you know, a Sunday night tea in our house. White bread, butter, cheese and onion and an L L cup of tea. Perfect. Uh, So Crisp Sandwich Day is here to show appreciation for everything related to this fun and simple little treat. Now, it's unclear who invented it. Some genius. Absolute genius. Uh, But of course, the tato sandwich, as we call it here, is the most popular. So apparently in 2015, two different people went so far as to open uh, restaurants strictly dedicated to serving crisp sandwiches. It was one in uh, Belfast and the other one was in West Yorkshire in England. So there you go. And apparently Subway got in on it as well in the UK. So crisp sandwich day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Now News at 12 is approaching, but after that we are talking word foolery with Grace Tierney. 11 to 1 with Gil. There's Lionel Richie kicking us off this second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you. It's 11 to 1. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Did you miss this earlier on? It is our mystery word competition. It has us scratching our heads every single month, but we always have great crack with this. It is uh, author Grace Tierney and word foolery. We're going to be talking about the interesting, wacky, weird and wonderful stories behind words. And she's given us a mystery word, just to kind of get the brains moving today. Mully grubs. But what we're asking you to do is don't Google it. Don't get the dictionary out. We want you to come up with the meaning for mully grubs. And you don't disappoint. Uh, there is two books up, the, up for grabs, by the way. One is called The Truth Will Out by Rosemary Hennigan. And the other one, a festive read, The Keepsake Quilters by Felicity Hayes McCoy. They are up for grabs today on the show. But you need to tell me, what's a mully grub? Uh, Mark and Kells has been on. I believe mully grubs are the teats a special type of Irish mother goat feeds her kids with. That's very specific. <laughs> okay. Maybe uh, it's uh, eating and working hard at the same time, says David Finnegan. Is it somebody that's been a bit grumpy? Oh, you're an L mully grub. You're nothing but a mully grub. Today, get out of that bad humour. Maybe that would work, I think. Uh, Sinead, a mully grub is a child who steals food off their parents' plates when they look away. I have a few of them in my house, Helen. Fantastic. Uh, Deirdre in Yellow Batter says, I think it's a pair of smelly Wellington boots. Okay, interesting. I'm loving this one from Valerie. Hi, Sinead. You can have breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner or mully grubs. It's a combination of them all. I want to try that. So would it be like... Sausages, maybe like, what else? Potatoes, gravy. I don't know. How does this work? Maybe some cornflakes as well. I don't know. Loving that though. Get those mully grubs out of your ears. (laughs) I am loving all these. The more unusual and daft, the better. Okay. We've got two books up for grabs. What do you think mully grubs means? 086-1800-658. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. 
Hi, I'm Louise. Henry Cavill has officially announced he's heading back to the DC Universe as Superman after his appearance in Black Adam. He says this isn't a spoiler as the Black Adam movie itself was released last weekend and everyone has been talking about the cameo. Here's what he's been saying. Hey everyone, I wanted to wait until the weekend was over before posting this uh, because I wanted to give you all a chance to watch Black Adam. But now that plenty of you have... I wanted to make it official that I am back as Superman. And the image you see on this post and what you saw in Black Adam are just a very small taste of things to come. I want to thank you guys most of all. Thank you for your support and thank you for your patience. I promise it will be rewarded. Bob Geldof says climate change protesters were 1,000% right when they threw tinned soup at a Van Gogh painting earlier this month. The musician and humanitarian campaigner told the Radio Times it was clever to vandalise the sunflower's piece while it was covered by glass, knowing it wouldn't actually be destroyed. Peter Andres admitted he was terrified when his house was struck by lightning on Sunday night. The singers revealed it was just him and his 15-year-old daughter, Princess, in the family home in London when it happened. The storm caused bricks to fall from the chimney into the garden, but Peter says he's just relieved everyone's okay. I know worse things happen in life, I get that, but I was a bit overexcited when it happened because I've never seen anything like that. My daughter's scream was louder than the roof caving in. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Okay, first of all, I did not know that Henry Cavill as Superman was in Black Adam. What the hell? Did not need that spoiler. Thank you so much, The Buzz. Also, I'm very annoyed. I thought Colin O'Donoghue was in the running for Superman. Ah, now. Come on now. I was hoping that the Drogheda actor would be flying the red cape, but it's not to be. Ah, for shame. This is Elton John. Hi, this is Britney Spears. The best mix on LMF. Elton John, Britney Spears. Hold me closer on LMFM's 11 to 1. Mully Grubs. What does it mean? We're asking you. There's two books up for grabs. It's all part of word foolery that we're going to be chatting about very shortly. Here is... Who is this? This is Claire McGovern on 086-1800-658. She sent me a WhatsApp voice note. Sinead, Good morning. Um, I'm thinking, is it uh, the transition from a child to a teenager, Ooh. a moany child, teenager? Um, <laughs> love the show. Thanks a million. Oh, very good. Very good. Like the kind of, trans, like the tween. Are we talking about a tween? You know what I mean? When they're enter- oh, they're, they've entered the mully grub stage. You see, so versatile, this word. I'm going to throw this around in sentences, even if it doesn't mean what we're saying. <laughs> Keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. Word failure you at Grace Tierney after these. 11 to 1. It's time for Word Foolery Wednesday. Word Foolery Wednesday on LMFM with Grace Tierney. We're just going to, you know, confuse you even more by saying Wednesday. Normally we have Grace on a Wednesday, but today's Tuesday. It is that time of the month again where we delve into funny, interesting and downright strange origin stories behind words. And I'm delighted to have our wordsmith author Grace Tierney is on the line. How are you getting on, Grace? I'm grand. Confused about it being Tuesday, but I'll yes, cope. We'll cope with this. We will cope with this. Now, before we launch into today's words, uh, this month is Novel Writing Month and you, Grace Tierney, are the mentor for Ireland Northeast for this initiative. Do tell us more about this now. I, I will indeed. I am. Um, so this is a worldwide initiative, not just local. Uh, so everybody from Australia and I think they even had somebody in the Antarctic once. Uh, the idea is you try and write a book, uh, Ideally, 50,000 words, uh, which is quite a lot. Quite a lot. The 30, yeah, it is. <laughs> I've done it and it is quite a lot. Uh, it takes 30 days if you do it right. Um, lots of people don't necessarily make it to the 50,000 words, but it at least inspires people to get out there and be creative. There is zero cost uh, to writing a book. It's literally a piece of paper and a pen, or if you have a laptop, great. Uh, and if you want to register to take part, you log on to www.nano, N-A-N-O, Rymo, uh, with a W, write month, 
rymo.org. If you look up National Novel Writing Month, you'll get it. It's very easy to find. It's been running for over 20 years. I've been doing it since 2007. Uh, not successfully the first two attempts, I will admit, but <laughs> since then I've managed it. Um, and it's great. So the, the, I, I'm the regional organiser for uh, Louth, Meath, Cavan and Monaghan. I don't get to all of those counties in the month, but I do try. Uh, the last couple of years, we've just been on Zoom and this year we're going to do a mixture of Zoom and in person again. So it's lovely to meet my writers again and get to know them and basically encourage them and cheerlead them. Uh, we meet up to write together, not each other's stories. We just sit and <laughs> write oh, quietly well, and see, then moan you about, you, you've kind of got, I can't get my plot to work, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. You've got the camaraderie in the room. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it really, really helps because writing is quite a solitary thing, but it's yeah. lovely to talk to other people that understand it. So it's uh, open to anybody that's over age 13 uh, because it's done via the internet. You have to be over 13. Uh, but we've had everybody up into like 70s and 80s. So like it's any age can do it and it doesn't matter if you've any experience. You can just join in and get started. That is fantastic. And you have a kickoff meeting. It's happening in Academy Bookshop uh, in Southgate, Drogheda, 4pm Sunday, the 30th of October. And if people want more information, it's NaNoRimo, as you say, N-A-N-O and then W-R-I-M-O dot org for details on that. Fair play to you, Grace. No better woman to be writing a novel in a month. My God, I couldn't even attempt a short story at this stage. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, you could, you could. You'd be surprised, actually. People really do surprise themselves and, and they'll write loads and go, oh my God, how did I do that we're all exhausted in December of course but sure. yes yes but you've got a uh, you could have a, an award-winning or a you know a publishable book you never know if you have it in you uh, now <laughs> we're, your your mystery word as usual can I just say first of all like well done for coming up with just the most bizarre word ever secondly I have to say well done to listeners because <laughs> so much here this telling this is very telling now is a mully grub says Fiona and Ardy is it a procrastinating manager? Fiona and Ardy, I feel like you have something that you want to tell us about your work yeah, There's a story there a and story. I really hope your manager isn't listening, Fiona. Yes. <laughs> Fiona and Ardy. Uh, is Mully Grubs the name for people who have grubby, greasy mullets? So the mullet is grubby. Says <laughs> ah, so Tina and Navin, I mean, I'm just loving that. I really am. Uh, it's Christine Arkin says, Sinead, a mully grub is what I'm looking at. My partner, he took it upon himself to clean the chimney. Not good. <laughs> oh, listen, this is brilliant. This is gold stuff now. Keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. All will be revealed later on. Uh, but first of all, this could be a mystery word. And let's just not laugh at my pronunciation of this now. Dirgible, if I said that right now. No, you haven't. <laughs> I'm so cruel. I love to give you ones that you can't pronounce. And I was going to send you like the phonetics for it. And then I thought, no, I'll just let her try. It's more fun when she tries. <laughs> oh, it's, tries and fails. What is, what is it actually pronounced? It's dirigible. Ah, dirigible. So it's, it's one of those odd ones where it's the second part is the emphasis. So dirigible, as in rigid, you know, ah, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so it is, in fairness, a semi-obsolete word. It still works. And if you read steampunk, you will definitely come across it in my experience. But um, it's it's another word for a zeppelin. So oh. that, that might be more familiar to you. So yes. basically the big balloon filled with gas, which is lighter than air and then driven by engines. So if you haven't ever seen one, uh, think about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. They actually get <laughs> onto a zeppelin at one stage. And they have do. A, a big, exciting adventure on it. So the zeppelins themselves were named for a chap called Zeppelin. He was Count Ferdinand von Zeppelin and he was a German general and then an aeronautical pioneer so he served in the American Civil War and then retired to build airships so that's how we have Zeppelins but uh, they used to be all over the place it's you know we're too old to remember them because we're so young Sinead yes. but, um, but in the 1930s there were Zeppelin services flying between Germany and North America and Brazil like they weren't doing short trips it was long haul and originally the Empire State Building was going to be a tethering point for Zeppelins and for dirigibles, but the high winds made it impractical in the end. Early versions didn't have any heating for the passengers, but later ones incredibly had smoking rooms, which is mm. a bit daring. Yeah. Um, and you might know the uh, the British rock group Led Zeppelin. Of course. So 
they took their name in defiance of critics when they were told that they would go down like a lead balloon, mm-hmm. lead zeppelin. Love I, just, I love that. It's a good pun. Anyway, speaking of disasters, obviously the Hindenburg is probably the best known dirigible ever built. It was designed to use non-flammable helium gas. But after an American refusal to export it because of war things, uh, hydrogen was used instead and of course contributed to a terrible fire which largely removed dirigibles from our skies. Until recently, they are making a comeback. So oh, no helium, yeah, helium dirigibles produce lower carbon emissions than jet planes. And they're starting to use them for commercial flights in Europe. There's a company in, in England that make them as a couple of places and a few different airlines are starting to take them up. So where do we actually get the word? So it's short for dirigible balloon. It comes from the late 1800s, where dirigible describes anything that can be directed or steered, thanks to French and Latin. So the Latin verb is diriger, uh, I think, <laughs> to set straight. So this also gives us the idea of directing an envelope, giving directions to travellers or directing actors and companies. Oh, I love that. And they're making a comeback. That's fantastic. Well, you know, that brings us nicely because you kind of talked about the energy crisis. This brings us nicely to crisis. And we were talking about the energy crisis earlier on in the programme. So I can see completely how this has seeped into your subconscious it really has. I just felt like every time I opened the news, it was another crisis. And it's terrible. All of these things are awful and I feel for them all and we should fix them all. But it's just like, oh, my God, another crisis. Can we actually handle another crisis? Um, but it turned out crisis has a cool background okay. uh, involving civs and ancient Greeks. OK, so that's not where you thought we were going to go. <laughs> <No>. with this. <laughs> so it literally means the ability to judge. And it entered English in the early 1400s via Latin, but ultimately from a Greek word crisis, but spelt with a K instead, which actually meant turning point in disease. And crisis comes from a root word cry or cri, meaning to sieve. So to discriminate or sieve through the facts and then make a decision. Which I, oh. I like the idea of sieving in my brain yeah. being a sieve because my head is a sieve at the best yes, of times. So is mine. So it started in a medical context. So uh, Hippocrates or Hippocrates, I guess, maybe that's how you say it properly. But the Hippocratic Oath, you know that, the father of medicine. So he believed that all diseases. Oh, are you there? Oh, my God. Now, come on. Technology today is not our friend. Oh, no. Okay, we're going to try and see if we can get Grace back. She was just... Talk about a climax there. Oh, my God. We'll try and get her back just after these. 11 to 1. Okay, we have Grace Tierney back on the line. Grace, you were in the middle of just, you know, talk about like a climax there now. You were talking about (laughs) the Hippocratic Oath and the doctor and all the rest of it. Yes. So we'll continue. Did I get as far as the horrible gunk? So the blood, yellow bile, black no. bile and slam. No, yeah, you missed so that. He bit. had this idea that the body had these tides of these humours. Uh, most people have heard of humours and leaching and all that kind of thing. So he reckons that the body is quite tidal. And in a way, you know, we are filled with water at various different times. Um, but he called the tidal days critical days. And then the tide itself was a crisis because then the doctor could judge if the patient was going to take a turn for good or for ill. And I suppose mm. that's still a thing we think of in medical senses. But my favourite crisis term is actually given to us by the Germans. So they have one called Torschlusspanik. That's all one word. And it translates as door shut panic. This is the fear of being on the wrong side of a closing door. And they use it to perfectly describe a midlife crisis. Oh, I like that. I like that. Very good at these long compounded words and I particularly like that one. Yes, that is a great one. Uh, Now, far away from crisis, I think, Nimbus, what is this? It sounds like a creature from a fairy tale story. That's what I'm going to say. I like that. We should just get you to give guests all the mystery words. We could just have a programme of that. Sinead tries to guess things. Um, So a nimbus can be a couple of different things, but the one that you might be most frequently exposed to in this country is a large grey cloud. So, you know, the big, heavy, puffy ones. So much of them. That's a type of a nimbus cloud. Um, But it can also be, in a more pleasant sense, a luminous cloud or halo which surrounds a supernatural being or a saint. The nimbus joined English in the early 1600s directly from Latin, uh, where it was the word for cloud. Uh, was also possibly related to nebula, a cloud or mist. They have nebula, star nebulas and stuff. Um, and from a root word relating to clouds again. And it's given us lots of words in tons of different languages, all relating to heaven, clouds and fog. 
But by the 1700s, you'll find nimbus being used in the world of art to describe a halo, often painted in gilt, if you think of the old paintings, frescoes and stuff on walls of churches. But I didn't know this part. So the shape of the nimbus is actually significant. So God the Father has a triangular nimbus, I'm oh. guessing maybe to do with the Trinity. Christ has a cross-shaped one. Mary has a plain circle, which is kind of the one I'd be familiar with. Yeah. But angels and saints often had a circle of rays of light coming out from behind their head. Oh, but yeah. finally, if you're painted with a square nimbus, which I've never seen, this indicated that you were alive when the artist was painting that picture. Oh. So now I want to find a square nimbus. I really yes. like that idea. I love that idea. I really do love that idea. Uh, now, the next one, I just thought you misspelled Murphy <laughs> for, <laughs> for Furphy. <laughs> Tell me about this. No, it's Furphy. It's Furphy. Um, it's an Australian one, which I, I came across when I was doing my eponym book. And I just really liked it. Some of the Australian words are great and we don't hear them enough up here. So if anybody Australian is listening, we'll just give you a little hello with the Furphy. So a Furphy is an unfounded rumour, but it has a great history. So Furphy was derived from the Furphy Company. And they supplied water tanks, cylindrical water tanks that were pulled by horses and later by actual vehicles in Australia and elsewhere during the Second World War. So their name was printed on the tanks and the buckets that were used by the troops, so the water tanks, right? And the cart drivers moved from camp to camp and hence were a great source of the news and the gossip, although it wasn't always reliable. They parked their carts near the latrines, one of the few spots where the soldiers were out of sight and earshot of their commanding officers, and hence they were free to gossip. So Mm. it became an unfounded rumour. The cart was invented by a man called Furphy, so John Furphy in the 1880s, to bring water to farms for agricultural and domestic use. And over the years, he used the side of the tank to inspire people. He's very keen churchgoer, so he puts sort of worthy things on it. Messages like, water is the gift of God, but beer is a concoction of the devil. Come and have a drink of water. (laughs) I really like that one. I I don't see that going down well with soldiers at all. Um, And the the Furphy tanks produced still by the Furphy family farm are still used today during the dry season in Australia. There you go. I love that. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, Okay, so we've had another one come in. Um, Mark has a second thought on Molly Grubbs. He says, they're tubular tubular pipes used by indigenous rainforest tribes to remove bee grubs from beehives for a tasty snack. First discovered in the 1930s. Now, please tell me that's not a Google because if it is, that's a cheat. And then another one is uh, mulled wine with food cooked in it. A Molly Grub. What on earth is a mully grub now? But I'm loving all these suggestions. I I don't know if I'd drink that one. I'm not sure I'd eat the bees either. That seems a bit unfair. That's not good for the climate change. No. But (laughs) interesting. Very elaborate. Everybody's really gone to town there today. Um, Yeah, you're not really, no, on all of those, I think. Um, Mully grubs is a state of despondency or a sense of doom. So I think you did have a couple of people saying grumpy. They were on the right track. Um, you would say that you are in the mully grubs or you have the mully grubs. The word dates to the 1500s and maybe a combination of an obsolete English word mully, which meant dusty or mouldy, and megrim, which you sometimes see in old books, uh, which was an old word for migraines, which we borrowed from the French. So if you've got a headache and you're feeling kind of down and grumpy and miserable, you're in the mully grubs. Okay, so Fiona in RD, you're in the mully grubs because of your procrastinating, <laughs> procrastinating manager. Isn't that a good way maybe of looking at what's going on yeah. with her? Yeah. 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 She needs help though. I think she needs to talk to HR. That's <laughs> a new job. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Grace, as always, thank you so, so much for a highly entertaining, interesting word foolery. We'll chat to you again next month. You're very welcome. See you then. Thanks a million. Uh, Just to remind people, uh, it is National Novel Writing Month and judging from the fantastic descriptions of mully grubs that we're getting in in 0861800658, I think you should all go off and write a novel. You'd be brilliant. If you need help, Grace is the mentor for Ireland's North East. She's having a kickoff meeting all about this at the Academy Bookshop in Southgate, Drogheda, 4pm on Sunday, the 30th of October. But you can find out more about this NaNoWriMo. So it's uh, NA. N-O-W-R-I-M-O.org. And don't forget, wordfoolery.wordpress.com is where you'll find uh, Grace's blog and everything to do with the books that she's written as well. Don't go on LMFM's 11 to 1. I want to say congratulations, Fiona. You are getting our two books. <laughs> there was some fantastic suggestions for this, but don't worry. Next month, we'll have another mystery word and more books up for grabs. Now it's time for this. 
LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. The Loudmead, a branch of Down Syndrome Ireland, requires an early intervention teaching contractor to provide early intervention support to infants and preschool children with Down Syndrome in their homes. To apply, check the vacancy section on dsilmb.ie. Rainbows Community Services requires social care leaders and social workers for their children's residential services in Drogheda and Julianstown areas. For inquiries, you can email info at rainbows.ie. Navin Hire and Hardware requires an experienced mechanic and candidates with an interest in mechanics who want to learn. You can apply by emailing hr at nwh.ie. Tresses and Talons, Betty's Town requires a senior stylist to join their multi-award winning team. You can apply by emailing Hazel Boschel, so B-O-S-H-E-L-L at hotmail.com. Bus Erin is hiring full and part-time drivers in Drogheda and Dundalk areas. Find out about their competitive package. Apply today at careers.busairin.ie. And Frameform Steel Systems Limited are recruiting staff for their technical and production departments at their new facility in the Finnebar Business Park in Dundalk. For details, you can check out frameform.com, the career section there. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Now, it seems Irish Google searchers have Halloween on the brain. More details on that after these. 11 to 1 with it seems Irish Google searchers have Halloween on the brain. Where I need to get some Halloween music now for this. Oh, there we go. A little bit spooky. Yeah. Halloween is the most searched for thing, I suppose, on Google. No surprise this October. And uh, of course, right here in the Northeast, in County Meads specifically, is the birthplace of Halloween. So they have shared Google trends and data on what exactly Ireland has been searching for when it comes to Halloween 2022. So for starters, uh, it seems that the most searched for costume for Halloween 2022 in Ireland, I hope this is for kids, is Blippi. You know your man? Oh, he's so irritating. He's so irritating. But, you know, if you've got kids, you know who Blippi is, right? He's just... He's blue and orange, you know, he's, he is educational in fairness to him, videos for kids. He's a phenomenon, but there you go. Uh, so that's the number one. The next one, uh, more heavily influenced, a little bit more scary, I don't know, maybe not as scary as Blippi, I don't know. But Pennywise the Clown, that's in there. Ghostbusters, still a classic, it's classic. Batgirl. That's a bit of left wing, but loving that. Hocus Pocus, yeah, has to be done around the Halloween. Jack Skellington, you know, from The Nightmare Before Christmas as well. Freddy Krueger as well. Okay, so uh, apparently TV and film has the biggest influence on adult costumes. Of course, Hocus Pocus, uh, the second uh, movie, the sequel, has something to do with Sarah Sanderson being the third most popular costume search out there with Winifred Sanderson not too far behind. So there you go. Uh, Apparently, in terms of our food as well, Halloween Cake and Halloween cupcakes are breakout searches for October. Also, is Halloween a bank holiday? Probably me as well, searching for that one. Uh, he has sound a poem. That spiked in the past seven days. Maybe there's a lot of kids or teachers scrambling for some like Halloween themed schoolwork. So he has sound a poem that's uh, being spiking there. Also, coloured contact lenses doubled. That tripled. And also con- cat eye contacts that doubled in the past seven days as well. So there you go. This is what people are searching for in the run up to Halloween. Uh, and I'm loving that. I'm loving that we're kind of going, do you know what? Forget all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. Let's focus on the important things like Halloween and whether I can get my cat eye contacts. Love it. Just a bit of nonsense for you to finish off the show. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always and for all of your fantastic guesses to our mystery word. Have a great day. I'll leave you Ronan. 11 to 1. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237. Mom? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.